Good morning. I mean, listening to the gospel of today is very interesting to hear Jesus tell us who and what we are. He wasn't talking about what we should be or who we should be. He was very, very specific about it. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. So that's already what we are and whom we are, the salt of the earth and the light of the world. From the very moment of our baptism, when we were brought into the family of God, anointed with the oil of chrism, and we began to share in the three ministries of Jesus by being kings, by being prophets, and by being priests. At that very moment, we have been made to be the salt of the earth. We have been made to be the light of the world. And like he said, we shouldn't allow the taste of the salt to fade away. We shouldn't be that light that should be hidden under the bed. We should be able to shine out. So talking about being the salt of the earth, you begin to ask yourself, what does salt really does in the life of all of us? Three things will come to our mind. Salt adds flavor to our food. If you cook and you don't add salt to eat, most of the time it's like, ah, really? <laughs> and then you feel that something is missing in your food. You need that flavor of salt. Salt purifies our maybe vegetables and fruits. It is always recommended that when you buy apple, pears, or any of the vegetables, that you do what? You clean them with salt before you eat them. Because it purifies. It takes away the germs that are in those maybe fruits and vegetables. And any other item that we apply salt to. Salt purifies those things. We also know that salt acts as a preservative. If we want our perishable item to last longer, many a time we add salt to those perishable items, knowing that salt is going to help in preserving them. So looking at salt from these three perspectives, we can understand why and uh, how Jesus tells us that we are the salt of the earth. As Christians, as men and women who have been called to be his disciples, Jesus is letting us know that part of our responsibility is to add flavor to our world. Add flavor to a world that is already dysfunctional. That we should be able to add good taste to our world, even when every person is going left, 
that we as children of God should be able to make our world a better place by being that flavor that is added to our world. Jesus is also letting us know that as the salt of the earth, we are those men and women who should purify our corrupted world. We should be the men and women who would purify and take away all the germs, all the anomalies that are in our world as Christians, as men and women of faith, as true disciples of Jesus, that we should be different from other people. And in being different in a positive way, we would be able to purify our corrupt world. And as preservatives, Jesus is reminding us that there are so many things happening in our world that look insane. There are so many violence in our world. There are so many hatred in our world. There are so many men and women who are thinking about going left when they know that going right is the right thing to do and they want to drag other people into that. As preservatives, Christians are called to be people who restore sanity to our corrupt world. And we can only do this if we follow the example of Jesus. We can do this if despite all the persecutions, all the problems that come our way, that we remain men and women of love, that we remain men and women of mercy, that we remain men and women who do not discriminate, men and women who accommodate our brothers and sisters irrespective of our differences. That's one of the ways that we can preserve sanity in our broken world. But then again, when you go back to Old Testament in the book of Leviticus chapter 2, Verse 13, God himself told his people, add salt to the offerings that you bring to me. Add salt to the offerings that you bring to me. That gives salt a divine and a spiritual meaning again. And that goes beyond the physical things we talked about, salt, the flavor, the purification, and the preservation. It gives salt a spiritual dimension, a spiritual touch. That if we are talking about all of us being consecrated to God, all of us, I mean the universe, being consecrated to God, that we as Christians, as salt of the earth, must be added to the universe so that the universe will be appealing to God. That's what we are called to do, my dear friends. You are the salt of the earth. And he reminds us that we are also the light of the world, 
I was searching for a good definition of darkness, and I don't know if any person has another definition. What is darkness? Darkness is nothing but absence of light. Where there is light, there is no darkness. And the only way to drive away darkness is to bring in light. And so many a time we talk about our world being in darkness. We talk about our world being in a very big dark place because of all the violence, because of all the hatred, because of all the evils that are going on in our world. We describe our world as a place of darkness. And there is nothing that is called darkness if light is there. Once light comes in, darkness goes out. And if we are truly the light of the world, we should be able to drive away the darkness that is in our world. We should not be hidden. We should be courageous enough to challenge evil whenever we meet evil. We should be courageous enough to be honest in everything that we are doing, even when those things are challenging our comfort life. We should be able to stand firm and understand that we are the light of the world, and the light of the world should be able to drive away darkness. We should not compromise. We should be firm in our Christian life. Say yes where you are needed to say yes. And say no when there is need to say no. Don't be politically correct. That's not the way to God. That's not the way to heaven. That's not what the light of the world should be. The light of the world should be able to take a stand. If this is evil, I am against it. And I take my stand. And that's when I bring that light into the world. The light of the world should be able to take a stand. If this is right, I will be able to say, this is right and this is my position because I stand for Christ. And that's the only way we will be able to drive away darkness. If we keep sitting or standing on the fence, we will continue to describe our world as a world of darkness. But if we as Christians are bold enough to shine out our light to the glory of God, we will make a difference in our world. And talking about the ways that we can shine our light, Prophet Isaiah in the first reading gave us a perfect example. Identify with the less privileged. Feed the hungry. Clothe the naked. Visit the sick. Give water to our brothers and sisters who are thirsty. Open up yourself and step out of your comfort zone and embrace the needy in our community. That's one of the ways that we can shine out our light. And when we shine out this light, glory goes to God and not to us. And this weekend, 
the Catholic Diocese of Dallas gives us another opportunity, another chance of how we can shine out our light. We are talking about the bishop's appeal. The bishop's appeal is just a way for all of us as members of the Catholic Diocese of Dallas to be able to support the diocese in her missionary activities because the Diocese of Dallas has a mission to accomplish, and that mission will not be accomplished unless each and every one of us makes a positive decision to be part of this mission. And that is why every year the bishop appeals to us to shine, up, to shine out our light and help him in being able to accomplish this mission entrusted unto him as the Bishop of the Catholic Diocese of Dallas. It is when we support the Bishop's appeal that we can get more priests. Whichever money you contribute, whichever donation you make, greater part of it goes into the formation of our brothers who are in the seminaries. And that is why Father Jovita is getting older now. When you look at all these gray hairs and all the kind of stuff, you know for sure that I'm going down. So we need the younger ones to take over the baton from us. And this will only be possible if you make a decision to support the diocese so that the younger ones who want to be Catholic priests will be able to get the training that they need and they will take over from us, and uh, they will continue to serve the people of God. The same thing applies to the deacons. It is through your help in Bishop's Appeal that we get the permanent deacons, and that is why somebody like Deacon um, Dennis is here today, and we have other couples of deacons in our parish. Without your support, they won't be here and many more who want to be deacons will not be able to get the formation. We need your help. The bishop needs your support. It is through your support that the bishop also helps with the formation of our young ones, the youths and the young adults. We need them in the church. And when you support the bishop's appeal, that helps the diocese in giving the formation that is needed to these young ones. And there are so many other charitable activities that the diocese embarks upon with your support. So my dear friends, prayerfully think about how you, how you can support this. At the back of the pews, we have some envelopes. And I know for sure, majority of us have already received uh, by mail their own envelopes. Pray about it. Think about whatever you can do to support the diocese in this her mission. And as you do so, God will always bless you. Remember, you are the light of the world. Allow that light to shine out for the greater glory of God and for your own salvation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.